Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube and aren't subscribed, make sure and click the subscribe button, like, comment, let us know what you think about the episode. If there's a particular guest topic or question that you have about your truck, we're always checking comments on YouTube and love to be able to take what you guys want to hear and then be able to work it into future episodes. Today, I'm going to be chatting with Derek Rose. He's the owner and founder of DNR Customs. Um, you probably know his blue truck from UCC competitions and, and the racing that he does. And we had talked uh, recently about doing a podcast about his truck, his race program, how he got there, how important partnerships are. And I was really interested in this to be able to understand how he was able to be so successful in what he does. But it also applies to so many other things, whether we have a business, uh, we're building a business, whether we're in automotive or not, maybe it's a completely different industry, and how important partnerships are. And I wanted to ask him for his experience and feedback, not just in picking the right partners, but in also avoiding maybe partnerships that, that don't work for either party. So definitely looking forward to chatting with him and hearing his experience and then getting his thoughts on the topic. Before we get to it, though, I want to remind you, our friends over at Kershaw Knives have a uh, discount code just for you guys. They have 20% off site-wide at kershaw.kaiusa.com. Use code 23diesel20 to get you 20% off anything on the website. They've got a bunch of cool gear. So if you're looking for a knife for hunting, fishing, EDC, something to use at work or just have around the house, they've got a bunch of different models that are priced to meet any budget. In 2023, they've released a bunch of new models, which we covered with them in January. But their latest is the Duralock model, which is it's... I've got a few of them myself. It's a super sweet setup. Um, the way that the knife opens and closes, it's it's really smooth, positive, keeps your fingers away from the blade when you open and close it. And plus the blade is made out of D2 steel. So they have a bunch of different blade shapes, also lengths, um, handle material, handle designs. So if you're in the market, definitely make sure and head on over to kershaw.kaiusa.com. Use code 23diesel20 for 20% off site-wide. All right, let's get to today's podcast with Derek Rose from DNR Customs, chatting with him about his race program, partnerships, his thoughts, experience, things that can help you guys, whether you're trying to race a truck, build a business, start a business, and we're going to get his thoughts on it and his experience. Derek, welcome back to the Diesel Podcast. I enjoyed our chat recently when we were talking about Cummins engines and six sevens and going through the new shop move and we were talking a little bit you know, after the podcast about a topic I think we're really passionate about and a lot of people are going to find helpful with your partnerships. And then we're going to be chatting about racing and your truck, but it applies to so many different things, whether it's a diesel shop owner out there thinking about, you know, which brands to sell. It could be um, business partnerships in things other than automotive. And I know you have some really insightful experiences with that. So I thought it'd be a great conversation to share with Diesel Nation out there and chat with you. So welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me and uh, look forward to you know, bring in a little bit of what I was able to accomplish over the years, you know, by, um, you know, bringing, you know, a lot of good companies on board with our program. I think what, when I think of this topic, 
what makes it so important to me and, and it's I'm really passionate about it is because I don't think any one person in any sort of venture or endeavor or, or something they want to accomplish can do it by themselves. And we've talked a lot over the years, you know, about the blue truck that's behind you, which stuff so my eyes keep going over there. It's just because it's a really cool truck. And I like it. But, um, you know, we know your truck from UCC. We know it from the crazy power levels it's made. We know it from the podcast. We know it from following up, following you on Facebook and Instagram. But I thought it would be really interesting to start at the start at the beginning when you knew you wanted to build this truck and you wanted to take it national. And I think back to, and I'm just making an assumption here, but you know, you're running a diesel shop, um, you're successful, you're building it, but then now you're going to take this truck and go nationally with it and compete with some of the highest powered trucks that are out there and, you know, partnerships, um, money, travel, all those things factor into it. So I wanted you to help me understand what it was like when you started and wanted to end up where you're at now. I guess first and foremost, a lot of people probably don't know me. There's not a lot of, you know, this was kind of pre-Facebook and all the social medias. I used to, I came from a motocross background. So I did that from very early on when I could walk till I had my pro license at 16 and did that till I was 21, 22. So with racing, there's all like you, we always had sponsors, some big, some small, um, you know, some free product, some just, you could call up and ask them suspension tuning advice, you know, like whatever, whatever it may be. So I took that approach, I guess, right away. Like as soon as I started getting into the diesel stuff, this was back in 14, 2013 and 14, you know, it was still fresh for a lot of people. Um, you know, Instagram, Facebook, all this stuff was so new. Like, you know, I felt like it was all just kind of blowing up and evolving. So um, I just, I, early on, like I said, I just took that approach of, of, of sponsors. Like you need, like, I'm like, and there was nothing like in the, you know, when I first started that you never heard of anyone getting any free product or, you know, like everyone just had stickers on their vehicle, but nobody was really representing a company as a whole. It seemed like there was a couple trucks, you know, like the TS truck back in the day, like there was some of that early stuff, but as a, like a, a racer, an individual, I didn't see a lot of it so early on i just i took the approach of hey i mean it doesn't hurt to ask these companies you know for a little help whether it's just technical advice or some actual you know free stuff or or discounts you know at that point when when you really when you're not known or you don't have a following or you're nobody it's really hard to get free stuff right i mean that's it's tough and i think that's maybe the misconception we could fast forward 10 years real quick and like everyone just thinks you know we do these SEMA builds and oh, i'm just gonna get all this free stuff and do this one-time deal like it doesn't work that way you know yeah yeah i think that can be a source of a lot of confusion that's out there because i've noticed that as well um, over the years with like the term sponsorship sometimes people can think that means a free built transmission a free engine and it's like this one shot chance at I don't know popularity or to go viral and that's it and I wanted to get your opinion on what a sponsorship is because it can I don't even know if I like the term sponsorship personally I think I think partnership might be a little bit better but I know everybody mm -hmm. knows the term sponsorship but yeah. what what would you define it as I think so for me it's changed over the years a lot 
So a partnership slash sponsorship, you know, early on was anything that I could save money on and I had to purchase all these parts, right? Like it was just thousands of dollars and, you know, and you jump on whatever deal you could get when sometimes it might not have been the best part, but it was the only person that would give you the deal. And I think that's, you know, maybe learning, learning the hard way per se of not just because it's free doesn't mean it's, you know, it's what you should be using um, or it's, you know, it's the best part for your, you know, for like for your application or whatever. So I think, and for me, I've, I've learned that over the years, just with the people that I, you know, was early on with and, you know, some of the early engine people before we fell into the, you know, before we came family with the guys at, you know, Freedom and Fleece, like, I used some other stuff, tried my own stuff early on and, you know, like you end up getting the runaround. So it's, it's who, you know, like you have to just focus on who is going to be there for you. Who's going to pick up the phone, not maybe just, you know, they're going to give you, you know, tons of free stuff or free, you know, it's who's going to pick up the phone. Who's going to be there to answer that tech, that tech phone call is almost more important than, you know, free or money or anything. It's, it's support, I think goes further than, than the free. And then for us early on, like, you know, everyone knows me in, in BD, BD. I've had a long standing relationship with them from the beginning back in 13 or 14. And, you know, they're a majority of the reason where the truck is today. We've we used a lot of their products early on. We've exceeded their product limitations because their company is a, you know, they target, abroad right the racing the racing the racing network is very small so it's a very small niche product where bd does an abroad of you know they're they've always been i want to sell ten thousand of these not not i don't want to sell a hundred you know what i mean yeah so once we got to the point past them you know their their product support is you know it it, it became limited you know we we far exceeded what a 48 re transmission could handle for our power goal and you know, at that point, it's, you know, we started in their turbos, just everything, their fueling, just we, we went away. And as time went on, you know, they become just a, you know, a sponsor for uh, funding, help you get to the track, which everyone needs. And if you have somebody that's willing to do that for you, and you want to represent, you know, them as a brand, like then, you know, you just keep trucking that path, right? But we all get to a point where sometimes, you know, the funding and the, the support, might get in the way of other sponsors, you know, that are essentially making, you know, making your program what it is today. Like without some people, it wouldn't matter if you had a million dollars in the bank without a certain core group of people. Yeah. That's what's so fascinating about it is it's very complex and there's so many different sides of it. And I think I love that evolution and the possibility within it. When I think back to, say the early days you may have had and you're going to take time away from the shop and you're going to go race and yes you think back to 13 or 14 it was vastly different with social media like who knew you and everything else right so you, you take any help you can get and then as you progress you're starting to compete with other companies racers teams that are out there well you need expertise in some things, whether it's engine building or transmissions or any part of um, making power, making everything hook, go down the track, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So you have to be 
selective in a way as well as you progress through that. And I think one of the spots where people can get really stuck in this, well, there's two spots. I'd say at the beginning, it's understanding that as a racer or even an influencer, which is another term I don't really like, but influencer, is you have a set of skills and a set of exposure that this company may not have. So you're partnering with them to give them this exposure, this information. They have some expertise you may not have with either building a part, casting something, machining it, doing your injectors, your injection pumps. So you guys are partnering together to be able to showcase what you can do as a racer, what their parts can do. And that's where the magic happens. But then also at the next level, how do you find the right partners as you progress in this? Because I think that's really, really tough. Like it's hard to say no to somebody if they're like, hey, I'll send you, a, you know, two turbos or, um, you know, I'll, I'll kick in some money to help you get to this event or I'll send you a spare transmission or whatever it could be. It's really hard to say no, but I'm curious from your racing perspective, how do you find the right partners for what you want to do? I would say through trial and error. I mean, there's no, like, you know, and I'm sure you can attest to even all your podcasts, you know, there's just so many people that supported you over the years that might've been, you know, good in the beginning, but maybe we're just a bit too much work. You know what I mean? So that's a lot goes into people that are going to support you. So like, if, you know, I look at it as if, um, you know, if Dynamite Diesel wants to sponsor us as a company or sponsor me as, um, you know, as a racer, it's my job to, you know, go out there, look good, um, do well, get the, you know, get the results, um, give them some R&D, get them feedback on the injectors, what have you. I've, what I found is if, and then, you know, I, I'll post, you know, publicly, socially, like, and it's their job, I feel as a company to take advantage of, you know, the things that we do. Um, where I've, you know, I've worked with some companies in the past where they want you to, you know, constantly, um, you know, be emailing them, like where you're going, what you're doing, this, that, and the other. And sometimes it's, it's almost too much work. It's so much work preparing the vehicle to go to the event, to go do the deal. You don't have time to sit there and say, well, I'm going to be here, here, and here, um, on these dates. And, you know, like, well, then all of a sudden, well, this part didn't come in for the truck. You can't make that event. You know what I mean? So I've always, I've always tried to like, I guess, recap an event instead of planning. It's very hard to plan where you're going to go, what you're going to do. Right. And then yeah. everything goes to hell in a handbasket and you can't make that event. So I, I feel like as a racer or as a promoter, you're not a promoter, but a, you know, somebody that's promoting the company, you know, the company that's, you know, that's helping you out, you do all that you can do but the company has some work to do as well. Like they have to take your, you know, your success and try to market it as well. You know, you can't do everything as a racer. What would you say are some things that would be signs it may not be a good partnership? I'll start with one of them. I think one sign is when they don't hold up their end of the deal. And by that, I mean, you know, say everything goes smooth. They say, hey, I want to support you. I want to be part of the truck. Um, this is what we're in for. And then you can't get a hold of anybody for two or three months and the parts never show up. And then you can't do those sorts of things. It can be sort of a, it's sort of a moment where you step back and you think probably, is this the right partnership? Like, you know, we're not having any follow through. Like I, my, the truck's built, it's ready to go. I'm getting ready to take it out, but I can't get a hold of anyone to get this, you know, just name the part, whatever it might be. Yeah. 
I mean, for me, like God, it's been, I mean, everything we've been doing, we've we've been progressing so fast over the years. It's, you know, like it's hard to pinpoint or, you know, or point out a bad person. Like everyone tries with the problem with the, you know, the problem with the custom and the level that we're on. Again, these, a lot of these parts aren't mass produced. It's a lot of one-off stuff. So you take a company like, you know, we were working with Waggler on our common rail uh, 12 valve back in the day, right? Like we're talking these, like these parts didn't exist. You know what I mean? And then, so yeah, we had a lot of back and forth and trouble, but it's hard for a company like them to shut down operation. Like, hey, you know, the CNC is just spitting out all these parts, but we got to do this one project to get it done for maybe it might work. I've fought, I think I've personally fought more of that over the years because I've always tried to like, always trying to do something different, right? You know, to be able to take the next, the next leap. And, you know, like back to that common rail 12 valve we did, like, that was a crazy deal. Like, I think now knowing what we know now, I guarantee we could have made it work. If we would have had the MoTeC and, you know, things have gotten better, injection stuff's gotten better. Like we could have made that that damn thing work. Like I know it, but I don't know. Like I can't really put my finger on one bad person. Like I've, I I would say if we had problems with somebody, you know, a company, I've had the same core group of people helping me out for a long time. I would just say our relationships might've just shifted. You know, you might shift one side to a little bit more than the other, because this person, you know, they poured a little bit more development into one side of their company where the other person maybe fell back a little bit, you know, like I, and then, then it's a dance. It's, you know, it's a dance between companies, like, because, you know, we use, I use competing, um, uh, you know, products on my truck. I've, you know, dual sponsors, like, you know, fleece makes a lot of same stuff BD does like DDP makes a lot of the, you know, DDP and SNS, like there's a lot of conflict, but I try to just, do the best that I can personally to represent them equally and fair. And, you know, like, and I think that's all, and I think that's all they can ask for as well. Yeah. That's been a a really interesting side for the, the diesel podcast. I, I don't know the exact number off the top of my head because we just added some new ones, but we're 20 something um, different partners. And it really surprised me that what I would think would be because they compete, some companies compete in the same world that it would be tension, but it's really not. And it, that would totally surprise me because I'm used to like, you know, you run transmission A and you don't like transmission B and yeah. you like turbo A, you don't like, you know, turbo B. But I found that it's been a, a lot of really creative, awesome things have happened in that space, getting these companies together. To, we we're just talking about products and, and trucks and, and things like that. And yeah, I don't want to just focus on the negative, but that was something that I have had people ask me over the years when they want to grow anything, maybe not even just a race truck. They want to grow their business. Maybe it's not even an automotive is <clears throat> how do I select the right partners? And I think identifying maybe some of the things that don't, that can be the sign of maybe you don't have a good partner um, helps them, but mm-hmm. I really want to focus on the positive, which is a great partner. And I'm thinking back to my history with the diesel podcast over seven years, like one of our first supporters was BD, um, Amsoil, Fleece. Um, there's other ones, Dynamite Diesel Products. Um, there's a lot of these companies that have been around since when we were basic. We didn't have video. You know, the way we recorded them was like 
you know, the audio was, was horrible. Like I cringe going back and listening to 2016 <laughs> podcasts, but they believed in a vision of it. And so it's, it's something that I'm very, um, you know, proud of even emotional in some ways, because they saw something, you know, in what we wanted to do that I may have dreamed of, but maybe I didn't know if it could happen. And I'm sure it's the same way for you with your truck with, you know, you'd mentioned fleece and freedom racing engines and what they've done. And we've had you and, and Chase and, uh, you know, Braden and the guys there on podcast before, but talk to me about the positive relationships, the positive work you've been able to do with some of the partners you have. Um, I guess we can start, you know, beginning, I really, like, so everyone knows, you know, it's been the, you know, BD has been a big, you know, influencer over the years. Uh, and we started from nothing with them developed, you know, the race program with Brian and now, you know, it's, it's just been a long time, you know, with them to the point of, you know, unfortunately we don't really have any BD products on the truck anymore, but again, it's, this is a full on competition. This thing is, you know, in party mode all the time. So we have to, you know, use what we have to, to, you know, to, to make that happen now. And we've shifted focus to, you know, a lot of the companies that um, really make the truck what it is currently, you know, like I wouldn't be here without, you know, freedom and fleece. And that started, you know, the phone call back in 2000, I think 14 or 15, I was having problems with a local engine builder and, you know, that I was, I couldn't afford the, I didn't think I could afford the, the fleet, you know, the fleece and freedom, you know, well, it, was, it wasn't even freedom back in the day. It was just, it was fleece. Right. And then, you know, I remember Chase talking to me on the phone and, you know, we, we developed, you know, a relationship over the years. I mean, I stayed down at their houses down there I slept at the shop. I mean, I like, you name it. Um, you know, we, we developed a lot of what we did early on, is the reason why their motor program right now is so good. You know, we, you know, we ran crack cylinder heads for years, trying different seats, different presses. We ran different piston combinations from diamond, different homes in the, the block, different ring stacks, like you name it, you know, me, Ryan, and even Ben, like a lot of guys early on, like we did so much stuff and we failed a lot, <laughs> you know? And so those, that's just been a positive. Like, I can't think, I mean, I can think there's been a lot of negatives over the years. I mean, you know, we, I left there with my tail between my legs because I couldn't bring an engine home. Cause you know, we, we failed on the engine dyno. Um, but you know, like back in the early days with S and S like, you know, doing a lot of stuff with them with that common rail 12 valve, like there's been so many positives, um, over the years. Like I can't even, I can't even name, you know, like, I think there's been like, it was a lot of negative, right. But all that negative created where the industry is now and where it's going, you know, with all the, you know, we, we used to, everyone's rolling coal, this, that, and the other, our race trucks were smoky, dirty, like, you know, like, Oh, we're on a track. It's okay. Like I still see, you know, on, on Facebook, people are like, Oh, it's on a track. It's okay. Well, you can there. Yes. But you can look at some of the top guys we're, you know, we are running clean. We're trying for different efficiency, like, because now, you know, we've, we've all been stung by the EPA and, you know, like we're trying to make clean, efficient power. So like it's, it's changed so much. It's, uh, it's just crazy where, where we were and, and uh, you know, where, like where we come from, it's just, it's kind of crazy. It's one of the things I'm most proud of when it comes to diesel 
as I look at diesel trucks as something really personal. Like for me, it, it didn't start around me wanting to build a truck. It started with family and somebody, you know, we're putting a fast 150 on a second gen and, you know, in the driveway and listening to Hank Williams Jr. or something and, you know, mm-hmm. you can have a beer or something in the, you know, on the patio. And it's like those memories that started it. And I think back to how it was a really long time ago into where it is now. And some of the things I've talked about with you and Fleece and Freedom and a lot of other companies, the technology and everything is so incredible. And it's in such a short amount of time, I think, that I think people like yourself that have pushed the envelope of what you're doing racing down a track translates into daily drivers, which is where the bulk of diesel truck owners are, that it's creating this really competitive, really creative environment where I believe today the best quality parts, the strongest, um, the most reliable parts that have ever been created in diesel are right now with the companies that are that are doing it. And I think that's because of the partnership that, that we're chatting about. Yeah. hundred, hundred percent. Like what, you know, what we've all been doing, you know, for the past 10 years, let's just call it, you know, and even seven, like things that we were doing two, three years ago, like injector wise, are almost obsolete. You know what I mean? Like they're just, they've gotten better, like machine, you know, equipment's gotten better. Like all this stuff, like we were cowboying back in the day, like it's just, it's amazing. Like all the technology that, uh, you know, SNS has now with the MoTeC, like standalone ECUs. I mean, and the, um, the process that Lenny from DDP, like he has been investing in so much like equipment, state-of-the-art stuff, like stuff that was never even thought, you know, fathomable, fathomable getting it to like the States, like, you know, and the injectors are just getting so good and all this rate shape. Like there is so much stuff that just keeps getting better. And we're going to be able to just keep pushing the envelope even further, like with all the emission presence stuff, like, you know, we have to learn how to make power by keeping all the emissions on. And that's going to come with, you know, better than OE quality, you know, injectors, better than OE quality, you know, you name it, like we have to get better than the OE, what they're giving us to be able to make, you know, good, clean power. Yeah. Yeah. I think another, another area I wanted to ask you about is if you feel at times like personal responsibility, one to the sponsor and then two to the people who follow you. And I'll, I'll, I'll give an example myself of it. Um, I think it was one of the really early podcasts I did with fleece and I was chatting with, uh, Jeff Everett there. And it was right around the time of one of the UCCs and we had released the episode and um, I followed up with it maybe a week later or so. And I said, Hey, how would you, know, what'd you think of the episode? Um, you know, it was really fun doing it. And he's like, man, there were so many people at the, the, the booth at UCC. They're like, Hey, I heard about you on the diesel podcast. Like it was really cool. We, you know, heard Braden or Chase talk about this. And I got so much satisfaction off knowing that somebody either in Indiana or who drove to Indiana Listen to a podcast that I was recording from Colorado. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. 
Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. With mm-hmm. Fleece that mentioned it at a booth, like that was my reward. That was what, I don't know, it just lit a fire and I thought, man, this is so cool that people are taking these stories that they're hearing or the technical information and they're taking action and talking to the guys at the fleece booth at UCC. So how does it work with racing? And, you know, when you're, when you win something, um, when you win a race and how you feel representing the sponsor, what, what's that like on your end? Mm, it's, I mean, it's pretty cool because I, I mean, I pretty much have all the guys that are in my corner, you know, on, you know, on speed dial per se. Right. So, you know, like we'll do a group message or not even if we don't like win a race, but it's like when we do something cool, like we go out and set a good time. It's just like, you know, you send these guys a message and it's, it's, it's really cool to get the feedback because they know they like, they know what I put into it and what the people have helped me put into it. And it's, you know, it's pretty rewarding. And then, you know, I, I kind of, I get a big kick out of, you know, I got a decent Facebook following. So like that for me is a, you know, I'll put that out there and then all the people, you know, I try to tag everyone that always helps and, you know, and you get a lot of feedback from a lot of followers and stuff. And it's, it's really cool. It's rewarding because there's not like, it's not like there's a hundred people, you know, or thousand people out here doing what we're doing. So it's, it's, it, it makes you feel good because, and you need that as, you know, like somebody in my shoes with the stamp thing, because, you know, you get kicked more down you know there's more down than there is up right like that's that's the way that it, that's the way that it feels so um you need a little you know like we ran off the trailer last year from you know we took a year and a half off and we come out and set the record like i needed that <laughs> like <laughs> mentally physically a lot of the people that helped me you know kind of needed that and you know we we reset what the industry as a whole thought was possible you know like we took it to a different level and that was, you know, it wasn't just from the people that helped me, but that was like industry wide. So now everyone that, you know, is kind of that does the four wheel drive thing and even the truck deal, like it made everybody say, crap, we need to take it another notch. You know what I mean? And, and there's a lot of guys that did a lot of changes over, over the winter time. And, you know, one, another, you know, that didn't really get much credit, uh, uh, Rudy's truck, uh, Nathaniel, they come out season opener and they did a bunch of changes and they're not as, as uh, social as I would say I am. Like I'm kind of, you know, whatever, I put it all out there. Here's what I'm doing. He's kind of more of like secret squirrel guy in the shop and then come out and do it. And, you know, they came out and ran like, I think a 462 off the, you know, pretty much second or second pass out for a six, four, like they didn't get the credit that they deserve, you know? So, and I think, you know, he might not tell you that, but what we come out and did, he knew he had to step up his game. And that's just kind of the way that, you know, this whole industry has been evolving. Some, you know, as soon as you think you're, you're up here, someone's down here wanting to get you, you know, and that's, and it's good. And, and it's really good for the industry because it's just going to keep making everyone better. I think with the, uh, the second part of that, as far as the audience, like you have followers, you have fans, there's going to be guys that are going to be sitting around on the weekend, hanging out with their buddies, and somebody's going to pull up one of your race videos on YouTube, and they'll be like, man, check out Derek's truck. Look what it did. And I'm sure you probably, I'd, I'd almost bet 
when people walk into your shop and they say, hey, I need a turbo for my 6.7 Cummins, um, which one should I go with? You have this tremendous experience with companies, not that you're running a Cheetah VGT on your race truck, but you have a ton of experience working with the whole company. Um, and any, any of the sponsors you have could be something else to where you can confidently tell this person, Hey, this is what you need. This works really well. Um, this is what you can expect for performance or an improvement that you're looking for. And they can trust it and you can trust it. And I I find that as well. I, I don't know if you get these kind of emails, but we'll get them sometime from some company somewhere in the world. And it'll say, Hey, we'd like to pay you to, um, talk about this product on the podcast and recommend it to your listeners. I'm like, I don't know who you are. No, because people listen because they trust yeah. the content, the people that are on, I'm not going to do that. And I don't know how real they are. Cause I never really engage with them, but it doesn't matter the dollar amount because it's not worth putting my name or the diesel podcast or the, you know, the, the companies that support us <laughs> putting that all on the line for a dollar. So I wanted to ask you about that with the fans that you have, the people that go into the shop how these partnerships and the history you have are trickling down to your business and the customers that you're helping, you know, Monday to Friday. I would say it's, it's always been that way for me. So like we've always pushed the products that we've used and that we're comfortable with. There's, you know, there's a lot of great companies that we don't use. Right. And I, and I don't really talk bad about them, but I just, you know, I will literally tell a customer, I don't have much experience with that product and like, Hey, what do you think about this? Because I feel we have a, you know, we have a pretty good um, understanding of like what works, you know, for the, for the stuff that we work on every day. And we've developed all those relationships over the years. And we have our core group of people that we like to use because we know if there's ends up being like an outstanding issue, I can usually, we can usually resolve it if it's a product issue Versus, you know, when you deal with somebody that you're not, you know, that you don't deal with often, it's much harder to, you know, resolve an issue when there is an issue. So that's, you know, when people come in, you know, our shop, it's, you know, they want, I can give them usually a proven recipe of if they do have a power goal, of what will work, how we can get there with tuning, you know, or what have you. And, um, and feel confident about it. And typically, I think they, you know, if they're coming to us, they can usually feel pretty confident that we're going to, that we're going to deliver, you know, rarely, you know, do I feel we ever under deliver on to a customer, you know, when, when they have expectations. I think that's incredibly important with customizing. Like I, I can even as an example, make this about something that's not a diesel truck, but there was recently something that I wanted to customize and I'd read, you know, on the internet, Hey, this is product A is the greatest one. This is what you need holds up well. And there was a local place that, that did it. And I said, Hey, um, I want you guys to do this. This is the coding I want. And he's like, we can do it, but I can just tell you, I've had nothing but problems with trying to get customer service done or good luck. If we need to reach him, this is why I go with this company. Here's some examples of it. Um, this has just been, you know, my luck, my experience with it. We can do either one, but I recommend this one that swayed my decision because this is this guy's business this is what he does every day. I'm just one customer in a sea of customers. So his experience is different than mine. So that's what I trusted. And I think when it comes to trucks, that's even more because trucks are expensive. We're using them every day. We're making money with them potentially. 
and we're changing the way that they perform. And that one change, whether it's turbo injectors tuning, is also affecting the transmission and other parts of the truck. And so we just want to feel really confident in the purchase that we make. So that's where I see that connection really shine for the people who are listening that they might not be in the market to build a race truck. They might not follow racing, but if they go into your shop and they need a turbo because their stock one failed, you have a tremendous sea of experience with the products you've used, the partnerships that you have, the things you've learned on the track and the companies that you've worked with. Yeah. And that even goes back to just, you know, back to when we're, you know, talking about, you know, getting, developing the partnerships for your racing program. If there's somebody that wants to, you know, do a build, it's, it, yeah, there's, you, you need that, you know, you need that money or funding, but I tell you what, I, what I've learned the most is knowledge and support goes almost further than, you know, the product itself. So if, you know, like, it doesn't matter if you can find the best product, if company A has the best product, you can't get a hold of them. It doesn't matter. You're better off. You're better off working with, you know, somebody that will answer the phone and you guys develop something that's, you know, that makes it better than the person that, you know, doesn't answer the phone. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's kind of, I think moving forward with this whole, you know, the whole industry and people are, I think the whole giveaway stuff or, you know, the whole free thing, like, I think people caught on to that. A lot of these, you know, Instagram builds or SEMA builds. I don't know. I see a lot of that stuff going away and I don't know, you know who's, who's going to give a hundred thousand dollars. You know, you can get all these companies together, get all this, you know, this product to do these SEMA builds. I don't know. I just don't think the people that, you know, that are, that we're involved with like to get involved with that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's knowing your, your audience, who your core customers are, where are they congregating? Where are they paying attention and consuming information? Where are they, you know, what's, what's their passion? Like if you're really into racing and high performance, I'm going to know who I'm going to know who you are. I'm going to know a little bit about your truck. I'm going to follow what you do. I'm going to want to see, ask you questions about the engine, the transmission, why you moved, you know, the seat in the truck, like all these sorts of things, how you shorten the front end, like you told us last time to, to uh, get in the groove. So it's knowing your audience and how you reach it. And I think a lot of companies can make that mistake. Um, I see it a lot. I think, especially on social media, because there's a large following, they might think, well, if I put my product in front of this audience, it's going to do really well. But what does that audience really look for? Like, you know, if they're really into lift kits and wheels and tires, and you're talking about, you know, a billet block engine, um, a race engine, is that the kind of audience that's going to call you up to get that? Or it could be the opposite if you, you know, talk about uh, building engines and things like that. And now we're talking about lift kits. So I think it's really important to understand the audience and who you're reaching and how that can really work for both parties, both the partner and then, you know, the company or the racer. Yeah. It's, it's just tough. Like as a diesel industry, it's it's so small. And just like, you know, you said, you have all these different, you know, competing, competing vendors, you know, helping, you know, your channel out the same with the truck. It's like at the end of the day, there's the, the market is, is endless. So, you know, you have all these competing, you know, uh, companies, but you know, it, it, they're all region based and this, that, and the other. And I think, <laughs> I think the moving forward for our industry, it's about getting in front of, 
new people? How do we get in front of, you know, new people? And that's what, you know, that's what, that's what my focus is. Like we talked in our last thing is like, I want to get in front of, I want to go to the racetrack that there's no diesels at, you know, or I want to go to an event where there's no diesels and just show up and, you know, and they won't even be able to tell it's a diesel because it hardly smokes. You know what I mean? And then be like, boom, like that's where, you know, that's where, us as an industry, we need, I think we need to, you know, get better. We got to try to figure out how to get in front of those, you know, in front of that, uh, that huge untapped market that, you know, we haven't even seen yet. I think that's going to be definitely, I agree with you. The future of it is reaching into the areas that might not be comfortable or known. Um, you know, kind of from the podcast side is doing a podcast that's not necessarily specifically about a diesel truck. What if it's about a bigger topic? What if somebody on there does have an older truck and they've thought, I'm just going to let it sit, but they tune in and listen to you talk about how to revive a six, seven or, um, yeah. you know, Braden talk about something with an LB seven. Would that, is that somebody who maybe never would have done anything, maybe never would have gotten, you know, bit by the, uh, the upgrading bug. And it's, so it's like, how do you, how do you expand it into those areas? And that's been something I've been really pumped about is you guys getting your trucks in front of other audiences, racing yeah. gas vehicles, um, the things you're doing, the things Ryan Milliken's doing, other people are doing, because that's where the growth really is, is expanding it. Not, not necessarily like doing it at the, I guess in the same way that it has always been done. There's a whole group uh, of younger people out there. They consume it information differently than say you or I did. They see things in different places. How do we reach them? You know, how do we show them Derek Rose's truck? How do we talk about that engine? Um, how do they know that this turbo or this coolant bypass or um, this manifold, you know, from this company, you know, works really well. So I definitely agree with you. That's the future of it. Yeah, for sure. With uh, this year, we had chatted a bit about where you were going to take it. Has anything changed with, um, you know, your plans for racing, where you're going to go, anything with the truck from uh, when we chatted recently? I would say we're a month behind. Of what <laughs> I finally took the truck out um, last week, um, got my teeth pretty well kicked in, uh, you know, six passes, didn't really do a whole lot. Um, it, but it, it proved, it proved a proof of concept. How about that is about what I got out of the last time. Everything worked um you know the way that it's supposed to besides it sticking the tires but we had some track fightness um a little bit of suspension setup like um but the overall goal for the season now we're still you know like i'm i'm still kind of trucking forward we got uh ucc ucc coming up slash odr which is the outlaw diesel revenge deal that firepunk's kind of co-sponsoring ucc so it's gonna be a huge event like all we need is good weather and it's going to be a sweet event. And then um, just a summer of probably doing a lot of local stuff, uh, trying to get in front of like we talked and um, no, I don't really have many different plans. Um, the shop's doing well, guys are all working good together and we're just gonna, I'm going to try to make this damn blue truck fly. Like I think uh, I, it, it it's all there, but I knew we were going to go backwards before we were going to go, before I was going to go forward or at least get to where I was. I just, I knew it last time. I would say I got lucky, but I think we got a little lucky, you know, like it just, it just worked really good this time. It's going to take a little bit more work. You know, we're pulling, pulled a bunch more weight off the truck and 
it's not just a dumb heavy truck that you just add a bunch of power to now now it's it's turning into a race vehicle and there's a lot of suspension stuff and uh, but we got a lot of good people in our corner like we've talked you know kind of per this conversation and um i you know we have you know between ryan and ben and sns and ddp all the guys like we have i have everything i need i feel to succeed and um, it feels really good you know building all these relationships over the years to get to this point because you know if i need something that's out of my reach i you know i i make a phone call or i, I ask you know you ask for help you can't be afraid to ask for help that's you know a, a big thing like we get done here i'm probably gonna bug uh my buddy tony durhammer at uh hammer tech race cars and i'm gonna you know he's been around racing a long time worked for fleece for a lot of years built a lot of a lot of the early uh race trucks and um I'm going to call him. I just got some, you know, some four link questions that I think I might kind of know, but <laughs> Hey, let's bounce some ideas off somebody. You know what I mean? Definitely. I got one last question for you. Mm-hmm. I, there's a lot of, a lot of passion that's out there that I hear from people that they run into, they run into setbacks. So I'm, I'm thinking about the guy who's put his truck together. He's maximized his budget. He's really passionate about this. It's not his full-time job. He doesn't have a diesel shop, but he wants to get out there. He wants to do this. He's built, you know, a small social media following. Um, he's traveling. He's taking time away from, you know, taking vacation away, from, you know, from work to, to go do this stuff. Mm-hmm. And when he's not necessarily asking for free, for free parts, but he's, you know, trying to get partners in this and here's no, no, no. What would, what advice would you give somebody like that to not quit, not give up on it and persevere through it? Hmm. You know, literally you can't like, you just can't be afraid to keep asking. And cause you'll eventually like, if you, if you're doing good, if you, you have good results, um, and you have, you know, a good head on your shoulders and you kind of like keep it clean online per se. And, you know, a company is going to, a company is going to notice, maybe work a little harder and, you know, a little bit better of a portfolio and try to do a little bit more professional, you know, approach to whatever company that you're kind of going after. You might have to, if, if you know that company X, you really want to work with them. Well, then you have to really put in a lot of effort with that company. And, you know, you might get denied once. Well, then if you get denied, well, ask, well, what can I do? Like, well, what can I do to, to maybe be a part of what you guys are doing? Um, You know, be, you know, be persistent, not to the point of, you know, ticking somebody off, but, you know, just because you hear one no doesn't, doesn't mean no, if that makes sense. Like, don't, don't be afraid to, go back to the drawing board and, and, and go back at it again. I really like that advice because I would echo the same exact thing. There's been companies we work with that I really, really wanted to work with. And there's some I'm still working on and I'm on year three and it's just being persistent, showing them the value, showing them what you're doing, being supportive of what they do and just not taking no for an answer. So you can hear no. I mean, I've heard it dozens of times. It doesn't stop me. At least it's 36 months into this, 
but I know it'll be something that's really productive that people are going to want to hear. So I agree with you a hundred percent. I thought it was really cool to chat with you about this. And I love the topic when you brought it up because I think it's something that isn't talked about enough, but it's really crucial on so many different levels within automotive and even outside of it is building those partnerships and creating relationships that work for both parties to be successful. So I appreciate you chatting with me today after a busy, a busy day at the office and getting the truck behind, uh, behind, uh, behind you for it. And I look forward to chatting again, following your truck this year. Good. I thank you, Patrick, for the opportunity and uh, you have yourself a good night. Don't forget diesel vans. Make sure and head on over to Kershaw.kaiusa.com. Use code 23diesel20 for 20% off site wide. It's a great way to save some money, get some really cool gear. So if you're in the market for a knife for hunting, fishing, EDC, something around the job site, something to have at home or just throw in the toolbox or glove box, definitely check them out. They've got a bunch of different models that are designed to meet any budget. 2023, they've released a bunch of new ones. The latest is the Duralock model, which the opening mechanism is it's really smooth and positive keeps your fingers away from the blade when you open and close it makes it super easy to you to utilize it plus the blade is made out of d2 steel which is really nice so they have a bunch of different blade shapes um, also handle design so if you're in the market definitely make sure and head on over check them out and use code 23 diesel 20 for 20 percent off site wide also want to give a shout out to some of our patreon supporters tyler lowen at 23 diesel j cole john all of our other patreons all of you who subscribe on youtube podcast apps uh, follow us on social media or on our discord we appreciate your support here near seven of the diesel podcast and look forward to bringing you more of the content that you want to hear until next time keep the shiny side up when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply